Section 18 of Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Marie Christian. Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2, by Father Louis de Segur. Fourth Part The Sign of the Cross In all the works of God, there is nothing that is worthless or insignificant. The smallest flower, a grain of dust, the tiniest insect, each and all reveal the wisdom, the omnipotence, the infinite greatness of their Creator, as clearly as the sun itself and all the glories of the starlit heavens. And thus it is with the Christian religion. It has come forth, like the great world of nature, from the hands of God Himself. Or rather, it is that manifestation, that revelation, which God has made of Himself to the reasonable creatures with whom He has deigned to create. And therefore we may discover, even in the smallest details of the faith we hold, a depth and beauty no less wonderful than the loveliness of nature. And in contemplating both we may truly exclaim, God alone could work such wonders. The finger of God is there. Let us take, for example, the sign of the cross, that simple religious act which is so universal and so frequently practiced during the course of the day. We all make this holy sign, but how many of us give any thought to the mysteries it signifies? It is thus that the ox and the horse browse on the sweet flowers hidden in the meadow grass unconscious that they are there. From want of reflection, we fail to attach to the sign of the cross the importance that it merits. It was first instituted by the apostles themselves, who, invested with the authority of Jesus Christ, taught this religious practice to the first disciples of the gospel. The sign of the cross is the sign of the Christian, that is to say, it is the outward sign which distinguishes the Christian from other men. And why is this? First, because it recalls to him who makes it and to those who see it made that Jesus Christ is the God of Christians and the Lord of their whole lives. Because it reminds us that God has loved us so much as to give himself up for our sakes to suffer on the cross and that we must love him with our whole hearts. It places incessantly before our eyes Jesus Christ crucified. And Jesus crucified is the divine and living rule of life to each one of his disciples, and his sacred cross their moral law. The sign of the cross recalls to him who makes it with reverence and devotion that he is bound to imitate in his daily conduct the penance, mortification, humility, meekness, patience, detachment, chastity, and obedience of his Master, his love for his Heavenly Father and his Blessed Mother, and towards all men, his mercy to his enemies, and his love of suffering. Second, the sign of the cross is distinctly the sign of the Christian, because it reminds him of the blessed eternity which awaits him. It was after his passion and death that Jesus rose again, and by his cross he entered into glory and so it must be with his disciples. 
Their glory in heaven must be the full fruition of the crucified life they have led on earth, like unto the life of their Savior. The Gospel also declares to us that when He shall come at the last day to judge the world, the sacred sign of the cross shall appear in the heavens to be recognized by the elect with thankfulness and love, and by the reprobate with fear and trembling. For then it shall be the disciples of the cross, and none but they, whom he will acknowledge for his own. Third, it is the sign of the Christian because it brings before his mind the most important doctrines of religion. It recalls the mystery of the holy and undivided Trinity, for in making it we say, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, three persons, but one God, in the name, and not in the names, and also the mystery of the Incarnation, that is to say, the coming down of the Son of God from heaven to earth, to assume a body and soul like ours in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. For in saying, in the name of the Son, we move the hand down from the forehead to the breast, a lively image of the annihilation of the Son of God, who reposes in the hearts of the faithful, as formerly in the chaste womb of Mary. And again, the mystery of the redemption, since it was upon the cross he died to wash away our sins, to merit for us pardon and salvation, and to open the gates of heaven which sin had closed. And the mystery of the church of God, that great society of the disciples of Jesus Christ, that perfect union, holy, Catholic, and apostolic, of the children of the cross. Since, being the same for all, it is necessarily the sign of their union in one body under one head, a most distinctive mark of the Catholic Church, for it recalls by its unity that the Church is one, and by its universality that the Church is Catholic. In considering all that is symbolized by this sacred sign, we may therefore clearly understand why it is employed by the Church in the administration of all holy things, in the sacraments, in every blessing, at the beginning and end of her prayers. Let us make it often, but especially when tempted and when troubled, also before and after meals, and when we make it, let us be careful to remember what it signifies, and the obligations imposed on all who bear the holy name of Christians. End of section 18